Hello, this is Aaron Cooter, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. It's like Fallout. Right? We're just... Okay. We're just a wash in the woohoo. Oh, oh. You strip some of my skin. It's crazy. It's close. It's like Chernobyl. What? Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah, you're so inventive. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yogurt. Oh, yes. Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 899. It's like the night before your birthday. Damn. Right? Isn't it? And I'm Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. Indeed you are, and I'm Michael Buble. <laughs> You're so stupid. You're not Michael Buble. Although, I get the same vibes from you that I get from him. Just good-natured, honest person. Oh, yeah. Nice. Set of pipes on us. True. He's never happy, David. He's nope. never happy. <laughs> I think we'd be used to it by now. Right. <laughs> bougie shit. <laughs> but you know where you can be happy? Almost instantly. Mm. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Yep. Because once you see how little you're going to pay for your favorite OGNs, trade paperbacks, omnibus edition, manga, what? You'll be giddy with... How much more you can spend on comics. See, as comic book fans, we don't save money. We do, but we take that savings and we turn it into more comics. That's, that's how it works, right? And cheapgraphicnovels.com are more than happy to feed you with the stuff you want. Here's the deal. Been saying it for a while. If you don't know it already, maybe one or two of you, you'll get an email confirmation when you place your first order. You're going to respond politely to that email and say, Max, 11 o'clock comics sent me. And Max is once again going to flutter his magical little fairy wings and you're going to get free shipping on your next order. It's ridiculous. You save going in, you save coming out. Cheapgraphicnovels.com Thanks. Almost no one can hear you when you whisper. But that's okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I like it. It's just for you. It's like the way you, you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's all, it. All whispery and shit. <laughs> I have some... Um, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm not... My trend is, is on a downturn with this beer. Because um, this is from Oscar Blues Brewery. And that's Oscar with a K. Oscar Blues Brewery. It's called Old Chub. Okay. Q Jason. Wow. Yeah. That's what they call you, yeah. Yeah, Old Chub. Scotch <laughs> ale, and it's right uh, pants. it's not great. It's not great. It's not great, but it is ale, so therefore it's okay. But not, it's not an optimal drinking experience. Sorry, old chub. Sorry. What are you Canadian? Sorry, Ross. It's boot. My, uh, the wife is watching. Um, you said Ross. The wife is watching um, NYPD Blue from the beginning. Oh, okay. I had totally forgotten that Ross was in that. Yeah. Yeah, 4B. Yeah, is it the A? Yeah. Yeah. He got... Um, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the neighbor he, right up Yeah, he got pushed around in the washroom, so he got a gun. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Good good times with Ross. Good old days. <laughs> good old Ross. You idiot. That is Franz's ass. What kind of bubble you got tonight, Jason? Well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it high style this evening. I am cracking open a delicious lemon lime G Zero. Wow! Oh, went for the hard shit. Yeah, I went hard with it. Straight up too. None of that rocks nonsense. <laughs> uh, tonight I am having. Sounds like wine. No, it's not. It, it, there's it, there's cork, but um, it's uh, the Michter's unblended American whiskey with a splash of soda. Miggity Michter's. 
be my fave. Nice. Mm-hmm. Jason, you were pretty giddy last episode due to a uh, a series you had read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it sounded like I was giddy. I mean, I, just, I was giddy at the conceit of it more than like the. Oh, now we got. You know, permutation. He was giddy when he was giddy until we <laughs> we talked about it. That's no, what no, no, I no, think. No, yeah, I, know, I know, I'm teasing. Yeah, I was I was more giddy at the fact of the audaciousness to make that book, and gotcha. that than it was like, oh, this is. Of course, it's nowhere near as good as Planetary. I mean, Jesus. I mean, that's an all. I mean, like that's an all-time great comic. Look, you don't have to explain yourself to anyone if you enjoyed. Something. No, no, no. I'm saying so. I think in in thinking back on it, the giddiness is more just like because of the surprise of it. I'm just gonna say the surprise of actually it actually being yes. good. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Well, anyway, just to springboard off your giddiness, I was giddy as hell this week. From an unexpected source, just like you. Yeah, I think you're about to hurt my heart here. So go ahead. I'm, oh, no, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that that unexpected source was Matt Kent. That's what so you're going to hurt his heart. I'm not going to hurt your heart. He's yes, a, you he's are. a great writer, uh-huh. and, and he wrote this. Yeah, and it's illustrated by Dan McDade. What? Huh? We're getting off to a rough start. No, we're not. Dan McDade's great. Color art. He's great. That is true. We he's agree wonderful. That. Color art by Bill Crabtree, and letters by Jim Campbell. I'm going to start listing the letterists. That you should. We, That's good. No, I'm gonna because it, it 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 the I'm just going to do it for everyone. I was going to say I'll list the, the, the noteworthy ones of which Mr. Campbell is, but it's not fair. I will list all of the letterers from now on. It's just the plain and fair, right? Good business. Yep. This book came out of Dark Horse, and it's called If You Find This. I'm already dead, number one. And I know we all read it. So this is one of my favorite aspects of the show, when we can all weigh in on a recently released book and see where the chips fall, right? But I'll set it up for you first, dear listener. It's a very simple premise. An interdimensional gateway was discovered in proximity to the moon. And explorations through said gateway revealed the existence of a habitable planet that has come to be called Terminus. Now, I don't know who named it, but if I found a habitable planet, I don't think I would call it Terminus. That seems like a one-way trip. As humanity will do, the military has set up a base on Terminus called the Green Zone in an extremely hostile environment. And the book opens as a five-man team embarks on yet another trip to the safe zone. And these guys are the best of the best. Highly trained, experienced. They seem to be ready for any contingency. In addition to the captain, there's a language specialist, and there's one guy specializes in interspecies relations. You got a mercenary, a demolitions expert, everything you would need military-wise to drop down into a hostile environment, right? Teeming with alien races. All of these these five guys are joined by an embedded reporter named Robin Reed. And she is the very first reporter to set foot on Terminus. Seems like a you know a pretty strong recipe for success. <laughs> uh no. Uh things go south very quickly. Thanks to a well-aimed alien missile, all of the men are cut to ribbons within the first, like, five, six pages. The, the, the men we were just introduced to, all dead. Horrifyingly so. So much it, for the best of the best. Yeah. Uh, except for Captain Gill and Robin. And now they're thrown right smack dab into the middle of the shit. Um, the aliens have infiltrated the Green Zone. And it is uh, through the eyes of Captain Gill and Robin that we discover the wonders and horrors of Terminus. We are fleetingly introduced to the denizens, the culture, the commerce, 
um, the uh, ancient architecture and there's artifacts and uh, it seems to be a civilization that has existed for a very long time because as uh, we do on this planet, as old civilizations die, they're just um, piled over by new civilizations. Like we, we, we erect our our people on the dust of our predecessors, right? And that looks like what's happened here. Like there are there are artifacts underground uh, from previous waves of 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 beings. Um, all the while, Captain Gill and Robin are pursued by these merciless alien enforcers, and I'm sure it was a meeting of the minds between Kint and McDade, but. These aliens are beautiful. They're what they they have a head that looks like two tuning forks smashed mm-hmm. together, and they're spindly and lanky, and they got these power swords, and they they will not hesitate to cut you in half. Like there's one um, sequence where Robin and Captain Gill enter uh, a home, a residence, right, and there's there's people in there. And they can't understand these two humans, and the humans can't understand the aliens. But the one of them was kind enough to show them a trapdoor in the floor. And what do they get for their their kindness? They get cut in half mm-hmm. by, by the by the, uh, the the these alien hunters. It's just the the book took me away. Like I love it when I'm reading something. Uh, and I'm sucked out of the present and taken away to somewhere else. Like, I'm on this planet now. I'm experiencing these things like the protagonist. I thought this book was just, everything about it is just scintillating. The pacing is awesome. The character design's amazing. The illustration's great. Kent did all the work on the story because it is power-packed. Not a whole lot of heavy lifting. There's a portal. We went through it. Shit at the fan. Oh, no. Right? It's just really simple. I don't know how long this series is going to last. <laughs> Not too long would be my bet. Why? Well, no. I'm saying because of the nature of what of, of the conceit. Like, it's going to end. It has to end quickly. Right. One way or the other. Yeah. It's, it, well, I hope not. Um, but it, And, and the, the, the knife in the back is that Kent spends a good amount of time fleshing out certain characters. <laughs> and And... These characters drop like flies. Like I don't want to equate it to Walking Dead, but it's a good comparison because, save, you know, the royal family of Rick and and Michonne and and Daryl, whatever. There are there even though characters come and go in Walking Dead, there are untouchables in that series. There will always be untouchables, right? Because they're fan favorites. Mm-hmm. But in this book. Save for uh, maybe one character, everyone's expendable. And it's crazy that that Kent would spend real estate, page time, on a character only to have them... Well, I, I, I get it because we can't... The, the, the payoff is not shocking and, and it doesn't resonate at all if there's not a little bit of a, of a meeting with these characters and, and getting somewhat to know them, right? Why would we care if someone got killed if we didn't experience a little bit of who they are, right? And that's what he does. He gives us enough to 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 know fairly well, I guess, as much as we can in one issue, certain characters, and then, sorry, <laughs> uh, wrong place, wrong time, my friend. Yeah, it's just people drop like flies in this book. It's crazy, and I, I loved it. I thought McDade's art was uh, oh, it's fantastic. So, it's so good. It's 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 sculpted in some spots, and then it's just so expressive in other spots. Like it, the energy of his line and the marks he makes is just amazing. Like I, yep, the the composition is wonderful. It looks like real thought went into the construction of these pages. Like it yep. wasn't like I got a damn deadline. I got to get this shit out. Every page is orchestrated. It's so nice. Yep. I don't think McDade's ever looked better, to be honest with you. Uh, I like his work a lot. I always have. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say that. But I think this is just another in a long string of really good-looking books. Dap, I love how this motherfucker 
he won't he won't he won't concede an inch on McDavid, but he starts it by by absolutely bazookaing Kinsar to the <laughs> Wait, now see you're reading into it. I didn't say anything about Kinsar. No, we're reading the slack. We're not we're not reading. Into oh, it. yes, yeah, yes, well, we can. We, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did that to twerk to tweak you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I did because I know you love Kent. Like you love everything. I love form. Yeah, I know you do. I love I his art. I love. I love. He and I agree with you. I think he's an excellent writer. And he's I'm, a wonderful I'm, writer. I'm grateful that he is such a prolific writer uh, because you can only draw one book at a time. I will say, um, I mean, his biggest hit ever is currently underway with with Berserk and Berserker. Right. Berserker. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't read it. I because I was like, oh, what is it? I'm like, oh, he's doing a comic with like it's a count of Reeves like. You know, celebrity vanity project, like whatever. Like it's just, isn't it? John Wick is a, you know, I'm like I was like, isn't it just a comic version? Oh, of John Wick? that thing, yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. It's, I ordered it's an like issue a... of that, but it's not by Kent. It was by Steve Scratchy. It's like the big pen and ink issue. The I, Scratchy did a, a, a like a, a Lovecraftian take on the Berserker. That's yeah. Well, yeah, I know, it's always been Kent and Garney with no. uh, with Grandpa covers. Yeah, Keanu and Keanu and Kent are the co-writers of Berserker. Well, this is is uh, Steve Scratchy, and it's it's Keanu, but the book has come and gone. But now they're doing one of those oversized black and white pen and ink versions of it, and I'm like Steve Scratchy, black and white pen and ink, Lovecraftian. I'm down. It was only like six ninety nine. So I it, oh, you're talking about this Berserker poetry of madness? Yes, yes. I, I ordered that. I can't wait. But if you guys want to read Berserker, Ber- you know, the the main series, I'll do that. Well, what I was going to say is I was like, oh, I don't, this is going to be, you know, I'm like, what is it? But then, uh, but then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Have I ever read anything by Kent I didn't like? I'm like, maybe I'm, I'm like, I don't really, I don't have any haterade for Keanu. I mean, fucking John Wick. So maybe Is it good. possible to have haterade for Keanu? I'm sure some people must, right? Not on this planet, I don't think. I think he's one of the most beloved. Beloved as a rock, isn't he? I I don't think Keanu is a great Uh, actor. I think he might might be more beloved than The Rock, actually. Oh, that's not true. The Rock's like one of the most beloved. He's like got the highest Q score on the planet. What is this score? Huh? What is this score you're talking about? Q score? What is that? Q score is a score that measures the popularity of people. What's my my Q score? Uh, like point three. Oh, you dick! <laughs> <laughs> you dick! What? What if I said Matt Kent was a great artist? Would you make my Q score go up? Maybe a point five, point two. Wow, oh, that's hurtful. Now, see, I kid you, but you were serious when you said that. Oh, shit. <laughs> but anywho, um, yeah, what are you talking about, Dap? Who doesn't like the Rock? He's literally. That's why they're saying he's going to run for president because he's like someone that everybody loves. I, yes, yes, no. There's, there, I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you that yes, The Rock is is a very much loved person. The the on on the surface, without a doubt, yes, people see The Rock. They 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 love him, of course. You know, for a storyline, they're going to boo him at the arenas because of what's going on heading into WrestleMania season. I get that and. And um, and if you're a Fast and Furious fanatic, I'm sure people are going to be you know take Vin's side over anybody else's. I, th- there are going to be certain segments that are just going to be like, oh well, Rock came in and flexed and you know big dick swinging and and but when it when it comes to and, and you know the Rock will stop traffic to to say hi to a fan. I, you know, there's no doubt, no denying that people absolutely love the Rock, but. I have never, ever heard anyone say anything negative or bad about Keanu Reeves. And and what man has done, if you're going to dig and, and, and look for anything on The Rock and you do the same thing for Keanu, you will see like all of the, all of the, the good and the altruistic and, and, and just, he, he is, he does, for my money, I don't know many people. Keanu Reeves is absolutely one of the purest beings on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Whether that's true or not, that's just that's that's how I absolutely feel. No, no shade towards the Rock. Love the dude. It it it's great seeing him whenever. 
but uh but if i if i had to say which which one is is more pure-hearted or or is 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 absolute good i i i would lean kiana I'm, i if, if i'm wrong so be it but that's just that's the feeling in my bones didn't know we had Keanu stand in the in the room here, Vince. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I like you, Keanu a lot. I don't think oh, he's no, a great Keanu, actor. River's Edge, Bill and T- I mean, shit going mm. all the way back. No, I've 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 always been a been a Keanu fan. Fucking Devil's Advocate. There's 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 a lot. I, I I really. I mean, I've seen every single movie the man has done. But I am I, I'm a huge. You're like I will slap a bitch if you talk make fun of Speed. Yeah, I mean, maybe wow. not so much, but yeah, it's just. Now you're but, slapping people. What's happening? He's defending it. He's defending his booze. I am, I'm, I'm defending. Yeah, I'm defending the virtue of reason because he needs it. He's 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 like, oh, I, I bet Dap's talking about me tonight. You know, there's just one of those things where I'm not. But yeah, I, I, I well, love the rock. But yeah, so no, I I read the first issue of Berserker and and you know it was it was, um, I had to chuckle because anytime there's an immortal. Uh, I, I think of Vince's favorite character, Vandal Savage. So, um, stupid. Is this comic basically Highlander meets John Wick? I don't even know if the John Wick um, uh, uh, comparison is is a pro. I mean, I know it's a violent book, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I, I, I believe the first. I mean, he was like a the the, the caveman or like you know came from the primordial oh, ooze. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. It goes and and then I guess it. I don't. I don't know how long because I only read the first issue. I know it's been going on forever, so I don't know how long it took him maybe to get to the present day. I don't know if like there were arcs throughout different wars, like like Wolverine. But there's just it, it's yeah. I it seems like and and it it seems tailor made for someone like Ron Garney with the with 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 the huge violent and 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 action packed panels um this is, it might this, be this, this it might be something Ron Garney's ever had for sure berserker definitely yeah. no yeah, even, yeah. even more than amazing yeah. dude they funny. you know what dude they, this kickstarter raised the first kickstarter for berserker raised 1.45 million dollars that's a lot yes i'd have to work two years to make that yes yeah. that's what i'm saying tell you what if Frank Miller ever came back to DC and said, I want to do another Batman story, and the villain was Vandal Savage, I would not read it. Wow. wow. That is how much I hate Vandal wow. Savage. Wow. You really yeah. do. I, 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 I think the character... I We have friends That's that really crazy. like Vandal Savage. Yeah, I friggin' hate the... It, it is yeah. instant salt, Peter. Whenever I encounter him in a book, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm not reading this. For me, yeah. it's, I, think, I think it might be Perdigaton. Oh, nice! Yeah. Okay. That's a. I mean, I know Vandal Savage is a weird hill to die on, but I just, yeah, I just true. don't yeah. like the character. Also, it bums me out for you. Well, not that you care, but I mean, you do like animation, though, and like, oh yeah, Young Justice. Yeah, he's such for <laughs> Young Justice, like the central villain. Huh. I have never seen episode one of Young Justice. That 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 first season is phenomenal. I know I have to finish the, the last season that's out. So they are all great, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in love with the with the Outsiders arc because of what they did to uh, my boy Geoforce, but I get it. <laughs> There's another weird hill. Geoforce, I know, I know, I know. All fucking characters. And, and listen, do you I, want I, lemon? Do you want lime? Concept. I don't know. I'll have them both. I, <laughs> I dug the first. The, I, I I I dug okay. the first costume. It's Geoforce, Jesus. Christ. Dude, Batman and the Outsiders. You just talked about Outsiders last issue, at last yeah. episode. So you know. Let me yeah. let me have my moment with yeah. Geo Force. At least David's OG Outsiders, not this friggin' planetary. <laughs> <laughs> Episode nine hundred eighty three. Fucking Outsiders, planetary. The um, what's happening? Yeah. The the uh, that 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 second outfit that they put Geo Force in with the green and yellow and the GF on the chest. It's like, dude, come on. That's what that, I'm saying. That, He's that like was a mixed ridiculous. drink. Yeah. I know that the, the brown. The brown and tan was, or the orange and tan. But again, I know that it was because of Terra's outfit. But it, it was just, but yeah, go, go into the, the lemon line. No, no good. No good. No bueno. No bueno. But yeah, I'll. Uh, she named I himself definitely... Margarita. <laughs> the Uncola. The, uh, yes, no, but yeah, if, if you find this, I'm already dead. Absolutely. It was, it was so good. Up but I, like I said, I had a problem because I. Is, I 
I pinged the local shop and it was sold out. Yes. Is mm. it um is it extra sized? Or I mean physically yeah. is it it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's extra a larger size format. Okay. Yes. Um and uh and Flux House, that's that's Kint's imprint. That's Kint's imprint, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good old Matt Kent. It's good to see one yeah, of our favorites, done. yeah, get, getting getting their own. Finally making a little little cheddar. Cheddar. Definitely one of the best writers in the business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I sign that check all day long. Mm-hmm. What else do we have? I need a minute to calm down from your blasphemy. But it's no. not, <laughs> dude. It's not blasphemy. I didn't say anything. Sketchbook in the issue, it's been, dude. Especially given that how how fucking open-minded you are to art and yes. how much you you enjoy non-traditional looking art like yep. it's, it's just really really it's hurtful it's hurtful sorry. Hurt. I'm sorry really it's hurtful but um but you can't keep me down this week because i read a delightful book <laughs> and I'm, I'm calling i'm specifically shouting out our book caleb because he posted in the slack the other day uh, a wonderful list of all of the graphic novels that are not all of them, but many of the graphic novels of of of, imp- of import or interest for the calendar year. Uh, I think it was Publishers Weekly put it out, and uh, we were kind of geeking out about the that the OGN life. And I said that uh, I got I has like I, I got one for you in the next episode. I got one for you, and uh, we're going back to our good friends at Fanographics. Vince, you may not have heard of them, but they uh, they make some good comics, and the you book know. in question. What? Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. No, I said, do they though? I just I was being a dick. <laughs> oh, God, dude, this is just. I don't know what's what's become of you, dude. Like, I know. I, I, I've I've uh, immersed my head completely in the Kool Aid. But go t- tell us about this book. I'm going to. It's called Hypericum, by Manuel Fior. Um, Fanta has. Brought many of Fiore's Von uh, over to the U.S. in the last few years. There was uh, Celestia a few years ago. Um, uh, I, the, I can't think of the name. It was like you know the red ultramarine, you know that ultramarine something something ultramarines. A few years before that, but the point is, um, this is not my first foray into Fiore, thanks to Fanographics. But the thing about this is, it's a complete. From my perspective, a complete departure from the prior works that I've seen of his. Um, and it's essentially a story. It's two stories interwoven. Um, the protagonist of the book is a 20-year-old Italian uh, woman named Teresa. She has just arrived in Berlin. It's right around, it's the late 90s at this point. It's probably like 99, might if I'm doing the math right, between 99 and like 2000, she arrives in Berlin on a student visa to work at the museum to help curate the launch of the uh, Egyptian King Tut exhibit that they're putting on. So she arrives wide-eyed, never been in Berlin, not sure she has ever left Italy at this point, um, trying to find her way. And she meets a young man named Ruben, and Ruben is like the complete opposite of her. She's from meager beginnings, very smart, went to, went to university, trying to just you know experience the world, but hasn't seen a lot of it, um, but very much an intellectual. He is very much a rule follower, whereas he is the complete flip side of that. He is this uh, um, tall, good-looking, charming guy who basically has a, uh, like a, a job, quote-unquote, where he basically... Um, Takes celebrity. He works for a celebrity website or for, for you know a celebrity uh, site, and they, he just t- does touch ups. He does touch ups on celebrities to make them look you know better looking or what have you. And but he doesn't really like take it seriously because as we find out, he's a trust fund kid. So he's really just like living his life, just you know living that kind of like bohemian life because he doesn't really have a care in the world, but he's got all angst and stuff. And um, anyway, she she they become quick friends, and uh, and then more than that. And as this story is developing, you often cut away to uh, the 1920s, where we follow the uh, an actual historical account 
of Howard Carter's expedition, which unearths King Tutankhamun's tomb. And that part is rendered completely differently. It's painted in a very throwback style, evoking old uh, renderings or illustrations. Even the font of the that part of the story is written on, it's handwritten on lined paper as if you're just reading excerpts from someone's diary of the accounts of it. Um, and you're seeing Howard Carter, basically, for those that don't know, uh, the the Commons tomb, which is arguably the greatest treasure find of, of, of our history. Um, Howard Carter was an archaeologist, somewhat like your, you know, a real life Indiana Jones, if you will. And he was being funded, as was often the case, by a patron uh, of, of some, some means. And the patron kind of had enough, was like, listen, we're wrapping things up. You haven't found anything. You've got, you know, a few days to wrap things up, but we're, I'm closing down. And as luck would have it, and it's a true story, the very last day uh, Howard Carter spent looking for this stuff, he comes across King Tut's tomb. Like, and this is real. It's not fake. You know, this is real history. And, and so we juxtapose between that real historical account of things, which is fascinating. And I thought really well done. And, they couldn't even make it up, right? It's like straight out of a movie. And then this story of of these two young, you know, twenty somethings falling in love. And Vince, there's lots of sex because I know you're like you're nodding off at the idea of this book, but there's lots and lots of very gratuitous sex between the two of them on top of it. But you might be asking, well, why is it called Hypericum? Like, what's that got to do with anything you just talked about? Well, Hypericum is the Latin name for Saint John's Wort. And as many of you may know, St. John's Wort is a centuries-old homeopathic, um, you know, we can take it in a pill now, but it's been a, it's been a, a homeopathic treatment for centuries that, that some claim is a miracle, you know, natural miracle cure for many things. And Reuben, the young man, is trying to get, uh, is trying to get her to take uh, St. John's Wort because she can't sleep. She is just beset with um, with uh, insomnia and it drives her almost literally insane. And, uh, and yeah, so finally um, he gets her to take the St. John happens to be a drug that was being used by Howard Carter in during his dig. So it's uh, it's really well done and really well connected. I loved it. It is such, such a good book. It's a beautiful book. Um, I read it last year, I think from Europe comics and, and it, um, it is, it's, it's been, and, and even, I mean, the, uh, the, the homeboy, it was just ends up being a, uh, an absolute prick as, as, as the story continues, but it was, it's, it is, it, it's really, really well done. I, I enjoyed it a lot. For sure. And then they have that 9-11 moment at the end, which is like, yeah, yeah, really quite startling in of its time. But yeah, I read the um, I read the review copy and, and yeah, I, I said if I ever found it, I'd. Um, I'd grab it for the shelf, but yeah, the uh, the sex was a nice touch, but yeah, the um, and the. The flashbacks, if you want to call them that, were uh, yeah. Because I mean, I I didn't know really what to because I I I started it and I put it down and I went back to it and and it it um I wasn't sure really where where it was going and uh, but once we got into well not the I want to say present day but when we got to the more modern times it was I, I it, it uh, I was getting into a groove and and of course the because it's a female in an industry that's usually dominated by men she. Uh, she doesn't exactly get gets treated all that well at the start, but it was um I'm I thought the uh well no, yeah, I just I, I, I just thought it visually it's a uh it's a really, really solid book. Looks nice. And that's that, Vince. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Hardcover, Jason? Mm-hmm. Nice. The so the five issue miniseries, which I don't know if we're just going to get five issues now, um, 
by Kelly Thompson and uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Matea De Ilias. Um, the Cull, fifth issue, has come out. So, so this miniseries um, has finished, or has it? Dot dot dot. We are uh, um, our heroes um, return home and uh, try to maybe. Not necessarily right or wrong, but um, there's uh, there's there's a literal big bad that they have to face, and I'm not I'm I'm not going to go 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 too deep on this because it's it, there's um there's a bit of trauma, but there's there's uh, there's also uh, maybe a bit of a mind fuck uh, as you uh, as you near the end end of this story, and I. I kind of really, if if this is where Kelly and company leave it, um, that's ballsy and and it's very um, Twilight Zoney, and I have no real problem with it. Um, but if they do decide to revisit it and and maybe put things back where they belong, I'll be there for that ride. But this was um, that it, it this. This was uh it, it it's not Black Cloak, it's not Captain Marvel, but it is uh it I I think it looks great, but it was a uh it, it was it was a hell of a tale. And um and yeah, I, I thought all the characters were strong, extremely well done. Um there's a uh it there's there's definitely the uh for for a bunch of uh teenagers um they uh they've 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 been through it and it's not um i i i just i kind of i kind of want them to come back to this because i want to know more and again if 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 this is all we're getting and and you know the the rest is up to your imagination then that's that, that that's cool i have no problem with that but the seeds planted here, no pun intended, and and the um, it, it's not even it's not even the characters as much as what's on the other side of that cave. What's 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 going on here? I I would love for this to be revisited because I know I, I when I think of science fiction. It's and 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 this is a poor showing on my part. Kelly Thompson isn't really someone that 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 just immediately comes to mind based on other stories of hers that I've read. Uh, even though yes, it's more fantasy than maybe science fiction, but Black Cloak obviously, and and her fifty issues, fifty plus issues of of, of Captain Marvel. But this was um, this was not necessarily something I expected from Kelly Thompson, but I am, um, story-wise, I, I, I thought the call was, was absolutely fantastic. And I think, I, I, I think the art helps this particular story. Um, however divisive the art may be for some, um, uh, but I thought the call ended really well. I don't really know how it could have ended other than really this way. If, um, without kind of just you know resetting things or or, or putting things it, it's just it it when you step back after reading all five issues this the ending kind of, it really does for my for me the ending makes sense but i am curious to know um from the slack i know brian read it uh i i, I gotta see what others thought of um of the call as as a whole but yeah i um I, I, I thought it ended well. I didn't really know what to expect based on how the middle of the story went. The first issue is what it was, and and then we get deeper into what what the kids are going through or what they're trying to do. Um, but this was not really the ending I expected, and 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 I am I am not mad about that at all. It, it's uh, I, I, but I, I would like to see them return to it if they don't. Fine, but I wouldn't mind seeing him return so it, it's i'm saying i want to find out what people thought about the cult that's that's what i'm saying 
let's ask this jabroni over here what he thought. I love it when my booze love comics. <laughs> now, see, okay, that's our. Well, you say booze, that's good. Um, we've read a good amount of Kelly Thompson stuff. Yes, this is one of the very few books that did not click with me. Mm-hmm. Oh my man, okay. And it's not. It's not. I mean, yes, the narrative is is. It, there's there's no hooks there for me. Nothing to draw me into the, into the story. But the the real setback for me is the art. It's yeah, just yeah, way yeah. too super Same slick for I me. Do. Yeah, it's not badly executed. There's uh, there's definitely obviously when anyone looks at this art, you would say there's definitely a skill level here. There's, this is accomplished. It's it's it, it's like an overproduced record to me. It, everything is too get that, too yeah. shiny. Too mm-hmm. I, I don't mean shiny in, 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 a, in a in a reflection type sense, but it, it's it's it sparkles. It's there's a sheen to it. It's just really yeah. I don't want to say overdone because that's not it either. It's just there's there's a level of sculpting to the line that it's just it's too much in line with reality that that pushes me away. Mm-hmm. It's not Keith Trencher. Right. But I'm not saying, hey, you like this book, you're you know, a bottom feeder. I that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> there are books for everyone. This one is just not for me. hmm Yeah, same. Same. I get it. Great color palette. Yeah. On a lot of pages. They they do have a, a really wonderful uh the hues are really nice. But I, and uh, you know, yeah, I think it's by, it, no. Go ahead. Um, Hassan Otsmani Allahu, who's been lettering a ton of books lately. So that's I yeah, mean, Crank, yeah, that, that, that. also looking, a writer looking He's, over he, his shoulder. He, he gave Junie Ba his start. Oh right. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to say you didn't like something. And, sure, and of course it is. No, I, and be respectful to their creators because these. That's well. That's the key thing. I right? Because it's, it's it's like yeah. You don't you don't just like. Well, let's not get on our high horse. We've all trashed books before. Sure, but it's yes. not a it's not a very pleasant thing to do. It isn't. I'm just saying. But let's not act like we don't like. We're no, all I mean, I think I think so. I did We've it like a long time. Couple we episodes have, yes, ago, but. 100%. I mean, I've we we I've talk shit about Kirkman after fucking manifesto we've 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 talked shit about Sewell or 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 I mean we've yes we've we've Kodransky I mean we we know we we know where where where, where the line is and and but no we we absolutely if if you're not keen on something that that's fine but that's that's not yeah you don't go on the on the that doesn't the, give you a jumping off on the x and order. threaten to burn their house down like it's right. it's not an affront it's just something that didn't resonate with you but i i've i'm pretty confident that you two are much more stringent with writers than i am because i i don't i haven't often said you know um like i i, I haven't read much by this creator that i liked because I don't really, I, I don't remember a lot the things that I really don't like. I don't take them with me. Things I love, I remember. Where so in, in but the, but the thing that resonates with me far more than the writing is the art, right? Sure. So for me, a bad writer, you have to be really bad for me to notice you as a bad writer. Like you have to be McFarlane level bad. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I love Todd, yeah. but a writer he is not. Correct. And and if if I notice if you break that illusion, that if you make me aware that I'm reading, you're not that great a writer, right? Where where I see punctuation errors and just clunky sentences and and half-assed plot contrivances, like okay, next, right? I move on. But for the most part, I, I'm not like there are a lot of writers that are classified as mid-tier writers that i'm just perfectly happy with like they don't they don't push me either way if if they're paired with artists that don't resonate with me then i probably won't it my my distaste of the art spills over into the writing side right and whereas i don't like that book it's not i, I didn't think it was good is it not good from a writing standpoint or was it not good because the art didn't tickle my fancy like that's what i'm trying to get at like 
I, I need to pull back and say, what is it exactly about this book that I that didn't that didn't manage to touch me, right? Was it the art? Was it the writing? Was it a combination of the two? That's where I want to go to get like to really fine tune it because I don't want to say this book isn't good and discount the writing when the writing was perfectly acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, we usually bring stuff to the table more often than not th- that we enjoyed. So there's none of that, right? We're not going to waste time talking about stuff that that didn't really make us happy. But if one of us brings a book that the others read and didn't, then that's when we get into a scenario like this where I don't want to discount Kelly's writing. She's very, very good. And the, this art is is good. It's just not... Not your cup. It's not what I like to consume. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make the book bad. No. Only, no. only, only not bad. But it didn't. it didn't manage to pierce my bubble. But I'm sure... I'm confident it did to David and others on the Slack that this book is hitting the mark with many people. So, yay. And we'll see how many if we do get a return to it. Or maybe Kelly was just like, listen, this is the only part we're doing. And the the, the ending was always meant to be that way. But there's – we also – it also doesn't take much to uh, – even if, even if a book might not be – I'm not going to say if it isn't well done, but if, if, if there isn't anything, if there isn't much like on the surface or just if you were reading it straightforward, there isn't anything there. But there's that one thing that does make you want like so for in this case, it's whether it, it's it's alternate realities. It's it's that is mere mere universes. That's um, you give me something like that, then I'm. Um, You've hooked me, and we know with, with with Jason, it's things like getting the band together. With 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 Vince, it's you know Cocoa Puffs in, in a comic book. So there's just there's certain things that are going to, if 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 as, as a group, if we all read the same book, and one or two of us don't like it, the third one does probably because there's just there's a gimmick in there. There's there, there there's there's something extra whether it's doppelgangers whether it's alter universes whether it's horror the nets that can absolutely tip the scale into well, i don't know what you guys are talking about the book was great and it's like we all read the same book we all know exactly what's in it but that, that one panel because somebody whipped out like some some old model kit that that vince played with in the 70s <laughs> now all of a sudden it adds this, this, this is his and it's, this is his 11 o'clock of the year so it's you know it i i absolutely I'm <laughs> dickhole. I I I love it. it. It's but it's that's. I mean, yes, we all know everything we talk about every episode. It it it's all subjective. So it's, yeah, I'm just like, I, don't I, go I, online I, and trash talk something just because it that's didn't, right. didn't work for you. Just because you have a keyboard. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It would be great if we could take away most people's keyboards. Oh fuck yes. Well, how about we inform them instead? And let them keep their keyboards. Oh, maybe. Probably do that. I know some people don't. Just don't learn. But what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yes. What else do we have? What else do we have? Oh, look at that. We're, we're almost near the end. Mm-hmm. It's crazy talk. Hmm. Yeah, that Madame Webb's getting trashed. Oh, it man. It should. Rightfully yeah, so. But like, I well, mean, how, did you see it? It's, no, I didn't have to sad. see it. That's not it like was, you. You all oh no, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. But there are, and I'm telling you, if I if I see a trailer for a movie, and I have a feeling that it is going to suck ass, I because I'll give I'll give so many things the benefit of the doubt, and there's a lot of eye candy in this movie, but just watching the trailer. This was going to be a train wreck from jump. There is absolutely oh. just just watching the trailer and, and seeing how things are going. I just whether it was the dialogue or the acting or whoever was playing, there was just nothing, nothing. And I don't know what it is, man. I don't know because even even the the trailer for Craven, I was like, this is this is jank. I just I don't know what it is with Sony trying to do shit with the Spider Man franchise that it's just it's not it's not working, dude. I don't know. Same thing with Morbius, which I haven't seen. 
terrible. It was I so don't know. I, know. I don't know what they're doing. It's like, come yeah, on. It was really <laughs> bad. Oh, but no, there's absolutely nothing about Madam Web that I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, def- I'm there. I am so there. I can't wait to see that shit. No, I'm good. I listened to a podcast called The Town, uh, which is about Hollywood stuff, and they uh, they talked about this this week, and they were like saying it's it's you know there's there's uh, there's there's fun bad movies right like the, the Razzie movie where you, you watch mm-hmm. it and you hate watch it they said this is just unironically bad like it's not it's not over the top can't be enough where the bad is good it's just bad like everything about it is just bad yeah <laughs> like, I always tell my students if you're gonna go bad go campy go over the top do it so much that you spin that dial all the way around. Yep. Right there from from yep. totally shit into like holy yeah. crap, this is awesome. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Plan Nine from Outer Space is a bad movie, but it's a really good movie. Well, there you go. And yeah. at this point, it's a cult classic. So maybe in sixty years, Madam Web will be a cult classic. Uh, well, there's there's, there's going to be a real real. Uh, we'll see if the absence makes the heart grow fonder because the only big budget superhero movie coming out this year is, is the new Deadpool movie. No DC movies at all. Right. And only, only the one Marvel, Marvel movie. So, Yeah, I think superhero fatigue is a real thing. So. Oh, for sure it is. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, um, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, has made very clear that he's put mandates in to prevent that. Like, he, he's, he's, you know, he told them to make less, put out less. And make them good. Make him feel special. Well, again. yeah, make him good for sure. Yeah, yeah. sad yeah. that that needs to be said. Well, I mean, I think you need a little bit of perspective. That even the 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 less the least successful Marvel movie is way better than what we got before. Definitely. Yeah, and 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 the least successful Marvel movie from a financial standpoint is still making hundreds of millions of dollars right. in sales. Right. So right. it's just, yeah. I mean, it it these are first world problems of the highest order, but. Uh, but I do think it is definitely a real thing. In fact, the episode this week was was not just about Madame Web. It was about the fact that uh, the year in the box office is starting out to be historically bad. And, you know, obviously the strike plays a role with that, right? Because a lot of stuff got unfinished and so it got pushed off. And, and so it's just the slate is so empty. And that, so the things like things like the uh, next Despicable Me and the... Um, um, you know, like uh, the Kung Fu Panda Four, like things like that, that you might be like, really, they're going to be massive box office hits this year because there's just nothing coming out, and kids are going to be dying to see something in the theaters, and so that, like those those films which would have done well are probably going to be crazy because of that, because there's just no, you know, there's no there's no Star Wars, there's no Disney, there's no uh, no Marvel, there's no DC, so there's, there's yeah. going to be a big wide open you know, opportunity for other other things to to be big hits. Oh, it's interesting. But nothing, nothing will be like Oppenheimer and Barbie last year, though. I mean, that was such a like impossible to. Of course, Hollywood's trying to figure out how that how to manufacture that now, but like you can't manufacture that. Like that was just a moment of magic for in terms mm-hmm. of marketing. Like the Barbenheimer thing was so stupid, and everyone went ran with it, and it became a thing. <laughs> it just and those. I mean, and and, and those. Those last because they were just purely coincidental. Nothing was planned. Absolutely, yeah. It just happened. And when you when you try to force something like that, when you when you try to make fetch a thing, it's not it's not going to happen. Yep. So fetch exactly. Yeah. If being cool was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would be Vince. Yeah. Right. It's natural exudes that natural cool charisma. This, this is true. Hey, everybody! We thank you for being here with us one more time. We hope you'll join us next time. Check out our sponsor, CheapGraphicNovels.com. They have everything you want at the price you want to pay. OGNs, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, manga of which, yeah, manga of which I consume a lot, and uh, you know where to get it. Please go to our Patreon page, patreon.com. I'm distracted by a really tenacious cat. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. $5 gets you a book of the month, extra episode of two hours plus length. We don't cheap out. 
$10 gets you the extra episode plus access to the Slack. Community, number one, first and foremost. Page a day, cover a day, downloads of vintage fanzines, um, polls, community. What more do you want? It's just a wonderful place to be. Free of judgment. It's like, what's that gym where they say this is a judge, judge judgment-free zone or whatever? We're that gym, if I could remember mm-hmm. the name. Yeah, Slack. In your travels, I just want to say thank Kirby for John Lehman. You're yeah. going to say, why? Well, John Lehman can write. And he, ha- and he has taken over writing of The Scorched from Todd McFarlane. Uh-huh. Yes. The book was always visually enjoyable. Now mm-hmm. it's actually readable. Um, for those of you who know, Jason knows, but for those of you who don't know, The Scorched is the Spawn Universe team book. More often than not, focusing on Jessica Priest, a.k.a. She-Spawn. Uh, members of The Scorched are Medieval Spawn, Redeemer, She-Spawn, and um, occasionally good old Al, But we have a new member of the Scorched. And we're going to see how far David's memory reaches. David, when I say Daniel and Kurt Kilgore, who do you think of? Um, Well, all I think about is is the the Kilgore name with the the percentage sign in it. um, You've read this book. And you, you, if memory serves, you didn't like it. It came out of image, obviously. Right. Um, I will give you one more hint. Greg Capullo. Oh, right. So, no, well, if it, if it wasn't, um, oh, son of a bitch. You, you go ahead. Haunt. Oh, yes. Haunt. Haunt, yes. Haunt is now a member Oh, of of me. the scorched, reluctantly, re- stop. Reluctantly, so the 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 whole deal is it mainly focuses on Jessica Priest, what she'll do, um, in order to accomplish what she feels is the right thing. I won't spoil it, but it's all bearing down to Spawn three fifty, and Spawn is going to try and reclaim or claim the throne of hell, and he needs backup. So he comes to the, the Scorch, and he's like, you guys got to help. And wouldn't you know it, Haunt is now in their ranks. So it's it's the team plus Haunt joining uh, Al on his uh, bid for the Throne of Hell, which comes out next week in Spawn 350. I did not say who the, the creative team other than John Lehman on this book. John Lehman wrote it. Steven Segovia does the art. I really like Segovia's work. He is extremely versatile, and he's great with the ladies. If the focus of your book is She-Spawn, and you're good with the ladies, that's money in the bank. Because you've seen her costume, right? Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot to the imagination. That's true. Right? Yes. Colors by Robert Nugent, and lettering by Andworld Design. So, uh, it's still two ninety nine, people. Uh, if what Todd told me on our last phone conversation is, <laughs> is true, uh, you aren't going to be able to swing a cat in a comic shop without hitting a Spawn-related book soon. He has Yay. he has ten, <laughs> 10 titles planned, <laughs> in addition that's, to the ones that he That's a man with too much damn money. Well, um, if you're a fan, I guess it's a good thing, but um, you can always bank on the fact that the books will be very nice to look at. Beautiful looking books. Um, whether or not Todd writes, that's another thing. So, um, but he seems to be spreading it around, bringing in people that can actually do the job. So, um, I have high hopes for the Spawn universe. Scorched is fun. It's always fun. And um, this was issue twenty not twenty six. So, uh, if you're not caught up, <laughs> get caught up because Spawn three fifty next week. Damn. Record breaker. Yeah. There you go. Uh, in your travels, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to go too deep into it. Just that um, it's it's way more fun than uh, than I expected it to be. Uh, we get some flashbacks. Um, 
and and that's that's always a lot of fun because um who doesn't love seeing the good old days when everybody was one big happy family Sabretooth War part three wolverine number 43 uh victor lavelle and benjamin percy as your writers jeff shaw on art alex sinclair as color uh cory pettit on letters and um yeah like i said we get some flashbacks uh we get a bit of a reveal from uh things that may not have appeared or or as uh final as appeared at the start of this arc uh there's uh it just it's it's an absolutely a great looking issue uh it is a massively violent issue uh there's one full page image in particular that um don't read it if you've eaten lunch is all i really want to say uh yeah this has just been this has been crazy what i what i really really do like about this thanks to vince for for giving the nudge it it really really just does remind me of the larahama mark silvestri dan green days of the Wolverine series with, with Albert and LCD and, and Sabretooth going after Wolverine for his birthday. That's just, that's what this arc so far is reminding me of. I know it takes place in the post Hickman X-Men universe and this is what it is. But, uh, as far as the whole Wolverine and Sabretooth and their relationship and the events that we've seen so far, that's, uh, that's what reminds me of. And that's that, that just adds another extra, entertaining layer of of fun on it as uh as much fun as one can have with so much red on these pages but yeah <laughs> in your travels wolverine my boot is marking out for the the patch man every every week it feels like it's great um in your travels y'all need to check out this little book that doesn't get enough love we don't talk about it enough. It needs to get more PR so people can get up on it. It's called Transformers. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Transformers number five was dope as fuck. There is a page toward the end of the issue that I would love to own when Felix does the drop. Unfortunately, uh, the last Transformers drop, I believe the Starscream full page pinup was uh, 15 grand. And it sold in like two seconds. So this pinup, I would imagine, is going to be uh, around or equal that value. So not going to get it, but man, oh, man, would I love to have that page. Vince is staying quiet because he hates Transformers. No, I, I wasn't caught up. And I'm th- I thank you for being vague. Mm. Uh, I'm like two issues behind. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've run five yet. Yeah. Okay, cool. No disrespect to, to DWJ. I'm just like, I'm, we're, we're trying to bring new things to the sure. show. Issue number six is his last drawn issue. I knew that, yeah. Yeah, Jorge Fornes takes over. Uh, not Jorge, uh, Jorge Corona takes over uh, after that. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't Please. seen him draw a lot of robotics and tech, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see what it looks like. Yeah. Nice. It's right. nice that you know Scotty could lend him out for a little bit. <laughs> well, it's not like it's his indentured servant. You don't know uh, that. You don't know I that. Know, I got another book coming out. So <laughs> you want a cracker? You finish that page. Wow. <laughs> out of the cellar. <laughs> hey everybody! Thank you for being here with us one more time. Hope you come back next time. You know the drill. Say good night. Tampon. No, um, not tampon. Vince, while we're waiting for Dap to get it wrong here, what uh, <laughs> did you have any thoughts on the uh, FF casting? I like it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, the, obvi- David, obviously the first one I'm going to scrutinize is Sue. Yes. I think visually, I don't know if she can act. She can. Oh, okay, she can, yeah. good. You've seen her in Mission Impossible. and yep. I haven't seen a single Mission Impossible movie. Okay, well... <laughs> Uh, the but, crown. I'm sure you watched the crown. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> visually, I think she's stunning, but not in an over, not in an excessive way, which right, I, right. I think. If if I had my druthers, she's like a Kate Blanchett type. Yes, I would have. Like I think the perfect Susie is um, 
oh damn the 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 woman that played Rita on Dexter the his I don't I don't, I don't know his wife that died I, I think I think she, you've never watched Dexter you're chiding me and you've never seen Dexter no I've seen it I just don't remember it I've seen I didn't see the whole I didn't finish finish it but I. But it, his his dearly departed wife, I think she would have been perfect as Sue. But I mean, yeah, I I think she looks the part. And I we got uh, Mandalorian in there. What's it's not, what's not Pedro love? Pascal? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good night. They just better do the mole man. <laughs> no, you don't want to start off with Doctor Doom. You want to have Doom as a supporting character or or Victor. As a supporting character, set it up so so the the audience knows him, and then they in the do. second movie you do Doctor Doom. Yeah, I believe Doctor Doom is theoretically the new big bad now that uh, Jonathan Majors is canceled. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, it's going to have to be a long movie then. No, no, he's going to be like the big bad of this next arc. He's going to of the, be of the whole Marvel universe, right? But so, what I'm so saying is, if, if they're yeah. planting the seeds of Doom in Fantastic Four, you're yes. not going to have Doom play out in a movie that's not featuring the Fantastic Four. That's just oh wrong. no, of course not. That's wrong. No, I'm sure they'll be in the Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it'll all culminate with the FF and probably the X Men. But, but I mean, they, yeah, by the, then, yeah, yeah, the Avengers movie I think is what like 2028. 20, I think so. It's like we got three years it's that's cool i'll wait i mean mm-hmm. i just like please do it right mm-hmm. please they yeah. i mean listen they it, it, I, i'd like to think the law of averages after the failed attempts we've had with the fantastic four that now that and i'm not i didn't want to say now that it's home i just i feel like we've we've seen bad fantastic four movies it oh is yeah it's, it's really it right. saying something when the roger corman fantastic four is the, <laughs> the best, best we've seen <laughs> And it's not for lack of good casting. Like, like serious, really good actors in, in, in yes. these movies. But it's just, yeah, just didn't come together. Tell them you love them so much. So much. I got to remember to be Michael Chiklis next episode. That's it for that one. <laughs>